welcome to the latest episode of the Popcorn Wind Down Rewind, where we rewind the latest in entertainment and pop culture news. Thank you for joining us. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Dang, Tammy, where to begin? I'm kind of hungry. How about you? <laughs> what are we hungry for, Eddie? Well, butter, you know. <laughs> Is number one for the fourth week in a row. Although I would not recommend eating just like straight up butter. That's kind of gross. But you know, buttery popcorn. I don't know. Buttery if you toast. Jay Ho from that uh, music video. He sure enough ate it like it was the best thing in the world. He did make it kind of <laughs> look good, but yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm not all about that. But they they uh, they say butter steak. I don't know if I've ever. Well, I guess I've had a butter. A steak cooked in butter, just maybe not knowing it. I'm gonna try it myself and see how that. And also, I was hungry for a sandwich earlier, you know, maybe from Subway until I found out that the tuna ain't quite tuna. Like, um, there is no tuna DNA to be found in a Subway sandwich, which is Who apparent. A, you eat a tuna sandwich at it? I eat homemade tuna fish. Like, no, no, know. no. But have you ever eaten a tuna sandwich from Subway? No, nah, that shit don't. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, I want to know who is this? These people that were eating tuna. Like, I've never, ever have I eaten a tuna sandwich from Subway. So the fact that people are just so up in arms about this, I'm just like, that's on you for thinking that you was actually getting some tuna at Subway. Go make your own fucking tuna at home, please, people. Well, you know, Subway was supposed to be healthy, especially with Jared and how much weight he lost, although that's a bad example considering he's <laughs> sitting in jail back. right now. Let's not bring up the child molester. <laughs> okay, so maybe Subway hasn't always had the best advertising. Uh, that would have been clue number one. But apparently the tuna was like one of their best or top sellers. So, um, and I guess someone filed a class action lawsuit um a few people did and so that's how this was all discovered was i guess through discovery for the suit that it's not tuna like there's no tuna dna like at least the mcrib i think contains rib byproducts which still sounds gross although i do love the mcrib um i have to have one at least once a, a mcrib season um but yeah so you know um I guess we won't be eating tuna subs. I can't believe you don't like the sub. What do you get at Subway? Um, I get the, it's like, oh my God, it's the chicken with the onion sauce. I forgot what it's called. Oh, okay. I forgot well, what it's called, but I, that's usually what I got. And I've gotten like the meat, the meat sub, um, the meatball sub before, but that's usually what I stick to. I stick to what I know. Oh, yeah. So moving on from like uh, the the randomness of the subway tuna not being real tuna. God, I'm, I'm even scared to think about what that is. Um, Hulu is the number one streaming service. I should have asked you, what would you think the number one streaming service would be? And you would probably say what? Disney Plus. <clears throat> Really? Over Netflix? Well, Disney Plus has Marvel. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like, so I would just assume, seeing as how the Marvel Universe has taken over the universe, that um, it would be Disney Plus. 
Um, but if not, I guess the logical choice that everybody would choose would be Netflix. So I'm a little surprised. Not I'm a lot surprised that it's Hulu. I don't know if I truly believe that. Well, Hulu it's number one in the in the Nielsen's, which is the rating service. And I can understand why, because um my theory is that, you know, Hulu actually shows things that you may have missed. Like if you missed a show on Freeform or NBC or ABC or something like that, you can go back and catch it on Hulu. So it shows network shows like the next day. Um it used to show the CW shows, but they it doesn't show them anymore. So if you miss something, you can just go back and catch it the next day on Hulu. So I'm thinking that might be why it's number one, but that was surprising as well. So you know. Um and I, I'm getting the tidbits out of the way first, as you see, because there's a lot to get to this week. So I want to get the quick stuff out the way. Um, do you remember Trick Daddy, the rapper? No. You, you don't, I don't, I barely remember him. I can't even tell you a song that he sung. I know that he rapped with Tina. Anyway, he caught the smoke of the beehive this week because he just randomly was in Clubhouse saying that Beyonce can't sing. And Jay-Z is not one of the greatest rappers of all time. So um, it was the part about Beyonce not really being able to sing that um, caught the attention of the Beehive. And they went in. And apparently he owns a restaurant in Miami. And the restaurant had like a 4.9 or a 4.6 rating. By the time the Beehive was through, that restaurant rating was sitting at like a 2. And then what really caught my attention is they called for help from another fan base to help them tank uh trick daddy and guess who they asked for help no idea who army (laughs) the beehive shouted out army for help destroying trick daddy um i don't know i think some army responded i don't know if army responded as a whole but yeah i was like oh shit you got the beehive and army coming after you so um you know we'll see what happens um, and uh, speaking of music, uh, Billie Eilish, cancel culture came for her this week. Um, there was a video that went public on TikTok or viral on TikTok or something um, that showed her mouthing um, a racial slur, an anti-Asian racial slur um, to one of Tyler, the creator songs when she was 13 years old. And so, um, of course, people were calling for her cancellation and calling her out for that and you know, um, she owned it. She she just she she admitted she was young. She was thirteen. Um, she said ignorance wasn't an excuse, but she apologized. So, um, and we've talked about that before. Um, just being, do you think they should have come for her over her being thirteen years old and saying racial things? Yes. No. <laughs> You're like, uh, no, I don't know. They should call her out um, to cancel her. No, like, isn't she like 19 or some shit like that? Like, mm-hmm. she's like, she's like, how old is she? 19. Touche. Um, so she's 19. She was 13. Um, and I mean, today's teenagers, you like, I got to correct teenagers today about them using the N-word when they shouldn't be using the N-word. So, because um, they think it's just a common thing. So, I don't think that she should be canceled over that because, once again, I've mentioned this before, cancel culture is 
canceled to me because they have taken it and destroyed what it was supposed to be, which you hold people accountable. And if they're holding her accountable where they're calling her out for using it, no matter if she's 13, oh, I'm all for that. Make sure to hold her accountable for her language. 13 or not, you got to learn at some point. Um, but to cancel her, no. No. Like, you live and you learn. And I'm sure she won't open her mouth to say those words again. Yeah, I don't think she, you know, I, I've never taken her. I'm a, I'm a Billie Eilish fan. So, and just from what I've known and read about her, I've never taken her to be racist or to have, you know, hidden racist tendencies or anything like that. Um, she was mouthing the words to a song when she was 13 years old. Um, they did call her out. They did hold her accountable. And, you know, her apology was, it seemed sincere. You know, she was like, I was 13. Um, that's still not necessarily an excuse you know, um, you know better, you do better. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I think cancel culture takes it too far and um, it does need to be canceled because it has been um, bastardized into something, to meaning something that we, that it's not, that it doesn't actually mean anymore. So, um, you know, um, staying with music, uh, Mumford and Sons uh, lost a son this week. Uh, Mark, not Marcus Mumford, uh, but uh, Winston Marshall, one of the co-founders of the group, he decided to leave the group um, because he made some pretty right-wing conservative statements about masking and supported um, Andy, I want to say his name is Andy No, and one of his book, I guess he's some conservative right-wing ultra-conservative author, and he was saying something about the coronavirus and masking versus unmasking and all that. And um, they came for him a little bit when he when he first made his statements, and then he just kind of went silent. And I guess this was a couple of months ago that this originally the story originally broke. And then over this week, um, he left the group. Um, so, what did you think about that? Are you well, a he, fan? He actually like um, officially left the group over the support for the book the author for the book about um, how Antifa is destroying democracy, not understanding what Antifa actually is, which is anti-fascism, but okay. Um, so with that, they came for him hard and he basically, instead of apologizing and stating that he doesn't think that way, he's going to double down because that is his real thoughts. And if that's your real thoughts and you want to stay true to yourself, then yeah, bounce and leave Mumford and Sons because you do not want to have the whole group associated with your political views. Those are your political views. And I'm guessing seeing as how he left that they may not necessarily be the political views of his members. So um, that's good. Which one is married to the actress? It's in Mumford and Sons, right? That's the yeah, one who's married to the, um, oh my God, what was the woman, what's the woman's name? Oh gosh, I her name, her first name is Carrie, and um, Mulligan. I, I yeah, Carrie Mulligan. That's yeah, the lead yeah. singer in the other co-founder, Marcus Munford. Okay, uh, okay. Like I knew one of them was married to um an actress. Well, he's um, married to the chick from Glee. Um, he's married from gosh, her, Diana Agron. I forgot Agron or whatever. I can't remember oh, the name for Carrie. Yeah, um, she oh, played. Shit. I can't even remember her character's name, but she was the blonde cheerleader. I know, who, I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about the one who hated um, Leah Michelle's um, character. Yeah, 
Because she used to date Finn, the cheerleader who dated Finn. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that part. But um, yeah, I'm okay with that. I actually like Mumford and Sons. I like their style. I like their music. So um, it changes my perspective of a group. And I'll honestly say I'm a human being. So that's what happens. It changes my perspective of a group when um, one of their members comes out in such a hard way on supporting certain things that I don't feel they should support or I don't agree with. Um, Cause I had this instance with um, you, you remember the group neon trees. Mm-hmm. So I loved neon trees. I went and saw them in concert, great concert. Um, I love the fact that they had a female drummer <clears throat> and that's the reason why, like I started to pay attention to them and then, you know, I really liked their music. And then I found out that female drummer was a really, really conservative, completely against like, anything liberal um and she was very vocal about it and it just kind of changed my whole like mindset about neon trees like I just couldn't like listen to them because every time it would just come into my head that I didn't like her (laughs) so so like they kind of lost the fan on how like political she became and you know how open she became about uh things that she supported um which is hilarious seeing as how the lead singer was gay but um anyway uh but yeah so it's a good thing that he left because hopefully they can keep their fans rather than being tainted by him and his views yeah and i was thinking about that like i obviously don't agree with his views politically but can't you still like mumford and sons without being and I guess this comes back to the whole politics has really gotten to the point where it just divides us because it has become so divisive like before and I guess it kind of goes with the whole before being a Republican if someone told me they were Republican before it didn't really bother me I just knew that we wouldn't agree politically and I was okay with that but now for someone to tell me that they're a Republican or conservative, it's just so much other stuff that goes into it, especially with what that party has become today. But should that mean that we can't support the group just because we don't agree with what one of his member, what one of the members says? Yes, yes. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a hard line in the ground and say yes because it taints the group because if they don't come out and denounce what um, his viewpoints are then you're going to be associated with whatever his political views are. And the fact that he, um, and and it's not, you can be conservative. You can be conservative because I want to say now like old school Republicans, because Republicans today, it's a whole different ballpark. But old school Republicans, like I'm with you. Like if you were Republican, you were Republican. Like I didn't think any type of way about the fact that you were Republican. You're conservative, go for it. Like do you. Um, but in today's society, being conservative just has like a deeper connotation to it that um, changed my whole viewpoint of you. And even if I don't want it to taint my view of your group, it's going to taint my view of the group. Because every time that I hear their music, I'm going to think of you. And the fact that you are... that you have these types of views is going to be sad but as human beings even when we don't want to think that way it seeps in because that's just how you know we're wired I guess 
Um, so I will be honest and say, I would love to say that no, it, it wouldn't, but I'm gonna be honest and say it would. It would yeah. like, cause that's what I, th- it would come into my head and slowly I would be listening to their music less and less because of his viewpoint, because I'm so against his viewpoints that I would start listening to them less and less. And I don't want to do that because like I said, I like Mumfords and Sons. So, um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that and, was I, and I get it because I remember, like I said, I want to say the story originally broke a couple months ago and we covered it on the popcorn wind, on the daily wind down at the popcornwinddown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, pop, pop. Um, and I was waiting for an official response or something from the rest of the group, and it never came. It just kind of slowly died down. And so, um, and then yesterday, or not yesterday, but the, earlier this week, um, it was announced that he was leaving the group. And his statement was just that, that he didn't want his political views to taint the rest of the group. And I guess part of, and once I thought about it, I'm like, okay, maybe it's a good PR move, because then you would have to have the rest of the members getting into their political views and their politics. And you really, and they're not that type of band. There are some bands that are really political and make, you know, pop political music and all that kind of stuff, but they've never really been that type of band. So I understand that you don't now want to be this band that's defined by your politics. And then on the flip side of that, if you were to actually speak out against his politics, in a way, it's almost like you're speaking out against, and it could be perceived that you're speaking out against your band member, you know, so I actually have to say that I, whoever their PR person was and how they handled this, it was actually quite brilliant. Um, It was a quiet little thing. It wasn't this whole six weeks, um, six to eight weeks worth of controversy. It, It just, you know, it's sad that it came to that, but yeah, um, you know, and like you say, he, he if that's how you feel and you want to do you, do you. Um, speaking of conservative, uh, the court, this Supreme Court, I sometimes they surprise me and sometimes they scare the hell out of me just the way that it is um, aligned. And we all know about the stolen seats and all that, not to get into all that. But they made some rulings this week that really really, really surprised me. The first one was um, the expansion of free speech for students in the cheerleader case. Um, She was a cheerleader, I want to say, in Pennsylvania. Um, She was on junior varsity. She didn't make the varsity team. She was upset. So she went home and did what teenagers and other people do is she unloaded on Snapchat. She dropped a couple of F-bombs saying F the team, F the volleyball team, F this, F that, F the coaches. You know, she didn't make any threats or anything like that. She was just mad. She went on her little tirade, her rant, and, you know, Snapchat being at 30 seconds and it's done or whatever. Once you watch the video, it's supposed to disappear, whatever type of thing. But it got back to her coaches, and they suspended her from the vault, from um, cheerleading. So they sued. Um, and the lower court actually sided with her that, hey, she wasn't on campus um, she she didn't make any threats. She didn't threaten the school. She didn't threaten, threaten anybody. It was just her releasing some steam. That was it. The school took it further. It went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, with the exception of one, so it was almost a unanimous decision, um, upheld the lower court decision and agreed with her that, you know, um, all students have a right to post certain things on certain on social media uh, without being punished for it once they get back to school even if it pertains to school. It wasn't a bullying matter. It wasn't a threatening matter. What Do you agree with that or disagree? 
I've been waiting to hear your opinion on this. Let me just say that Clarence Thomas is the most (laughs) the most disappointing black man I have ever (laughs) ever seen in my life. I didn't like the most like he is the you know what I hate him more than Samuel L. Jackson's character from Django Unchained. Oh shit. And that was the ultimate Uncle, Uncle Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> that 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 was the ultimate oh like like Samuel L. Jackson's character on Django Unchained was like the top tier of Uncle Tom's, like top tear like he was the coon of the coons and Clarence Thomas is a fucking disappointment especially thinking about whose spot he took on the Supreme Court fucking disappointment I'm just gonna put that out there my bad (laughs) I didn't even say who it was I read the story (laughs) Who it was. I didn't say who I know you did, but I didn't say who the descent was. You know, Y'all, you know the descent was Clarence Thomas. So even drunk college dude voted <laughs> for for the cheerleader. Even even the drunk college dude who sexually assaults women voted for the teenager. Keg Stan Kavanaugh. Keg Stan <laughs> Kavanaugh. All right, but that little coon. Oh. <laughs> Change the story. Change the story. <laughs> okay. I can't, Eddie. I'm just going to say, so I take it you agree with their ruling. Well, I mean, she didn't threaten to score or anything like that. So, yes, I, I, I think it's free because it's mainly free speech saying that you can say whatever you want if you are not, um, if you do not have a shirt on that represents your school because um, some students don't realize that that is a thing, that you cannot have anything that represents where you go to school. Um, she did not say the school's name. She did not threaten the school. She just called them, like she was pissed off. Like you said, she was pissed off and she was cursing up a storm and, you know, calling out her coaches and everything, but she did not call out the school. Um, I but at the same time, I agree with them kicking her off the team, if that makes any sense. Like, I do think she had a right to um, say what she wants to say, because that is free speech. Um, that's what free speech is about, is about. But she also had to deal with the consequences of that, because that deals with the dynamics of the cheerleading team. And you going on Snapchat or wherever you went and saying whatever comes to your mind um, I'm sure some of her teammates on the team definitely watched it, heard about it, spread it around, everything like that, screenshot it, everything. And it starts to spread that message with the dynamic of the team. Now, should she be allowed to say whatever the fuck she wants? Hell yeah, go ahead. Say, do you, boo? But also, once again, and I, I, I'm very, very strong on this, deal with the consequences of opening your mouth and saying stuff that you know you shouldn't say. 
Well, then that goes back to the heart of the ruling. In that case, you would disagree because what they're saying, what the ruling was, is that she had the right to say it and she shouldn't have faced any consequences. Oh, and I disagree with the ruling then, my bad. She shouldn't have faced any consequences from the school because, again, it was in her... But wasn't she just, it was just that she was kicked off the cheerleading squad, right? Yeah. That, That was it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. I think it may have been like, cheerleading and volleyball because of the coach. So, so it wasn't um, necessarily so. So it wasn't necessarily punishment by the school, but mainly from the fact that she got kicked off the team. Yeah, but I guess it, in a sense that the school stood by the coach, like no one overrode the coach's decision, not the district, not the school, or anything like that. Okay, and, then I would say I would say that that's a. Uh, the overall gist of the ruling on students being able to say what they want, right? Um, I like if she was to get suspended for doing this, then that is where I would agree that she has free speech and she can say whatever she wants. Um, Cause this goes back to, you remember that story? Oh, was it last year? I think where those two teenagers made that racist video and they didn't, they didn't have like anything on that showed what school they went to, but they got their acceptance from their universities rescinded. Like they took back the acceptance, acceptance of them to the university. You remember that story? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what I mean by like consequences. So I, I, I guess I wouldn't agree with the fact that, um, you know, I guess she didn't feel it was right for her to get kicked off the team. I think I would, I would have kicked you off the team as well for your language, because that once again, that goes back to team dynamics. Um, because you're bitching and moaning over the fact that you didn't make the squad that you felt you should make. That doesn't mean you were good enough to make it. Um, and then you make that video and you got kicked off. That's the consequences of you opening your mouth. I agree with free speech. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say. Go for it. But also with free speech is you have to deal with the consequences of opening your mouth and saying stuff that you know you shouldn't say. So I guess I guess I'm 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 siding with the coon. Well, see, I oh gosh, um, I would say I know I, I, it upsets me too. <laughs> I feel a little differently, I guess, because it was off campus. If it, if the, if the video were made on campus or at school. Um, if she had made it directed, like, hey, coach, so-and-so, F you, F you, F you, then I would, I think I would But did she call out her coaches? I think, I don't know if she called them out by name. I think she was just like, the, I didn't see the she video. She made some instance for them to know who she was talking about. Well, if she was a cheerleader, and if it got back to the coaches, they would know who she was talking about, like... Because, you know, the video was shown to the coaches. It's not like she made it directly to the coaches. I think someone, like, probably one of her friends, someone who followed her on Snapchat, took it to the coach and showed the coach. So that's that's what, I'm, that's what I believe happened. It wasn't necessarily that she went and said, hey, coach, coach Tammy, fuck you, you stupid whatever, blah, blah, blah. I didn't make the team. I should have made the team. I think it was just her being mad. She went on Snapchat. I didn't make the junior bars. I didn't make J. I didn't make cheerleader. Blah blah blah. I don't know if she ever directly name checked the coaches or anything oh, like that. I gotta watch so. this video then, because now you're making me have to change my decision again, Eddie. And see, and see, from my from my perspective, my point of view in high school, I was involved in an off-campus incident, and um, you know, and I was on the basketball team, and it happened over the weekend. I didn't have on anything basketball related. 
it wasn't even the fact that I was with the team or other members of the team. I was just with my friends. And so when I got back to school, the coach tried to reprimand me about something. And I'm like, um, but, and I, and that was what I said, A, I wasn't on campus. B, I wasn't representing the school or the basketball team. I understand this, but I have a right to defend myself. So, you know, of course, I had to bring that issue back to my mama and I let her handle it from there. <laughs> you, you, you met my mother, so um, you know how that got handled. She's a G, y'all. She's a G. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I kind of understand that. Like, if I had been wearing something from, you know, and I and I get you. So I, I'm going to have to side with the other uh, just based on what I've known, what I've read from the case, I'm going to have to side with the majority. Okay, um, I'm going to have to say I am going to acknowledge the fact that I may not know as much because, like, when I read the story, I didn't read the full. So I, I don't know the full details of what the video contains. So I'm going to have to go and say that um, I'm going to be neutral on this. Um, just because depending on if she called out the school or called out her coach then I can agree on her getting kicked off the team. Um, but if she was just in anger, just cursing up a storm because she didn't make JV varsity and they showed the video and because they knew who she was, they knew who she was talking about, but she didn't name names. Then, you know, at the end of the day, like that, that, that makes it a little fishy, but let's move on. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the court also ruled that the NCAA, college sports, the way we know it, I know you're not a big sports fan, is about to change. Um, they ruled that uh, it's really restrictive about what college athletes can accept, even from the school. Like, they don't want you accepting gifts. Like, say um, you had a, a friend um, whose child went on to school on a scholarship, and you tried to give them a plane ticket to come visit you wherever you were that could be considered a gift and violate their, their scholarship. Like that's just how asinine they are. And so what they ruled is that now um, colleges have to be able to provide the student athlete with things that at least allow them to be athletes like laptops. Those are not considered gifts, internships, um, you know, postgraduate stuff, um, at just things that will help further their academic career are no longer against NC violations. NCAA um, violations, which leads to the whole next case that's coming up. Should colleges, should college athletes be paid? Yes. I agree. Like the NCAA makes all this fucking money off of their work. Um, and co college coaches are getting paid, um, especially uh, D1 big time college coaches and basketball, football getting paid as much as NFL coaches and players. Hell yeah, the kids should be paid. Um, Especially you know. seeing as how um, those student population, um, black athletes make up, black athletes make up about 56% of Division One athletes um, in football and basketball. Yet, um, student body-wise, they are less, than I want to say like 10% of the student body. And at the same time, they don't get the time to really focus on their academics. They are pushed to be athletes rather than students. They're not seen as real students on campus because the fact that they're athletes. So if you're not even going to view them as real students on your campus, then pay them. 
Yeah, and then going back to that original ruling, especially considering that a lot of these kids come from dirt, piss poor homes, um, they might not be able to afford a brand new laptop to take to school or the laptop or computer that they had in their home, they might have to leave behind for their brothers and sisters to use. So once they get to college to say that the college or someone cannot give, give them a laptop so they can do their work, you know, um, you make all these money, all this money off of these video games with their likeness on it, but they can't benefit from that. Like, no. So I agree. Um, so yeah, the Supreme Court is expanding rights. Um, just as your governor in Florida, Texas's uh, bastard mutated cousin um, is stripping them away. Uh, speaking of colleges, did you hear the bill that he just signed into law? where at public universities in Florida, the students and the faculty have to register their beliefs. Yes. And if they do not do so, then they could be penalized. But, and it's just a survey that's supposed to be anonymous, but it's not really anonymous. And if you don't participate, you can be penalized. So I'm just waiting for this one to go to the court. And this is all in the name of diversity and making sure that the kids are not indoctrinated um, once they get to college, you know, uh, with anything that, you know, God forbid they're learning that damn critical race theory, which has become the new boogeyman of the conservative GOP, and they don't even know what the fuck it means. So that's another word that's been bastardized and taken over and turned into something evil when it's um, the exact opposite. So we'll see what happens with that, you know, and they're now defund calling for defund the military since General Milley went and said that he that he studies critical race theory. He wants to know what caused the six to happen in white rage. And of course, Matt Gates and everybody else is now defund the military. So we'll see. You gotta love it all. Gotta love it. Um what about Sharon Stone? I love I love Sharon Stone. I'm just gonna start by saying that. Like, um I feel like you're about to say something. She's insignificant to me. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I like her. You know, I, I like just how ballsy she's been and how ballsy she, she is. She, she is who she is. Love her or hate her, she's always been who she is and she's always been outspoken. And she gave an interview that's just now going viral because of something she said. And I couldn't agree more. Um, she basically said that Viola Davis is just as good and deserves as many things as Meryl Streep. And again, everyone came for her, maybe because the that's not why they came for her. Why they come for her? They came for her because she basically talks down on Meryl Streep. If you really like read up on like exactly what she says and everything like that, like it, it's it's a diminishment of who Meryl Streep is while also boosting up Viola Davis, which I agree with. I think everybody agrees with that. This has been a conversation for a very long time on the fact Meryl Streep herself has said that a Vi Viola Davis is like an absolutely phenomenal actress and she does not understand why she's not getting the recognition that she deserves. Um, so we can all recognize that that part of the statement is definitely true. Um, but I think it's that because Meryl Streep is on an iconic like level, um, she's like the standard that everybody is matched up to. And I understand what she's saying on instead of people saying like, oh, you and Meryl finally got an opportunity to work together. They're more on. So how was it to work with Meryl Streep? 
So it's kind of like they're diminishing like your skill set um, in order to boost Meryl up. But it was kind of like when I was reading it, like Meryl Streep shouldn't be on the level that she's on. And I would disagree on that part of her statement. Um, I think that Meryl Streep is one of the best actresses in the world and she deserves all of that but there are other actresses who should also get the attention and the roles that Meryl Streep is offered all the time there is but that does not diminish who Meryl Streep is and the skills that she has in it as an actress see when I read it I didn't take it that way I didn't take it to be a diminishment of Meryl Streep you can't diminish Meryl Streep she she's the fucking goat she is one of the fucking goats as far as acting goes um male female whatever um gender be damned she's just a terrific actor um and no one can take that away from her what I got from it is what you said um that you know and, and she and she did say this that there's a competition because in Hollywood for so long, there could only be one. And Meryl was the chosen one. She was the one that was put up on the pedestal. And she said that it created a, an unhealthy competition amongst, especially amongst women in Hollywood to try to maybe build this, I guess, fake or contrived animus or animosity towards Mel Street for all that she's accomplished, you know? And, and I get that. Just like you said, it goes back to, Instead of asking Viola Davis, hey, you and Meryl Streep finally got to work together, you know, what was that like or something like that, then you go back and say, you want to make the interview all about Meryl Streep. Oh, so you were in this movie, but what was it like working with Meryl Streep? What did you learn from Meryl Streep? That kind of thing, you know. So I get what she was saying. I didn't take it as a diminishment towards Meryl Streep. Um, so I think we kind of read it a little bit. No, but it's. Like, I understand what she was trying to say, but what I'm saying is people coming for her are coming for her because of, because of that. Um, because it was on her talking about like, you know, Meryl Streep is at this level and, you know, so nobody else can be on that level. And that does she really deserve that? Does she really deserve that level? Not to say that she's not phenomenal, because she did say that she's a phenomenal actress and everything like that. But it was kind of like, brought her down a couple levels like on how how I read it I was just like oh no and I was like Meryl Streep is the goat fuck that shit like, yeah and I think you just hit it I think you just hit the nail on the head when she, when you said Meryl Streep is on this level so no one else can be there and that's what I got from it she was saying hey why can there why is Meryl Streep the only one that's allowed to even be on this level or be where she is why can't there be others it's like why does it have to be Meryl and everybody else? And sometimes it's like that. But you, like you say, Viola Davis is an icon in her own right. Like she deserves all the things. And she, and even to this day, I think she is so underrated as an actress um, just because she doesn't ever get the credit that she deserves um, for her roles. Like we talked about before when we, when we did uh, Ma Rainey. Uh, she embodies every role that she plays. She takes it and absolutely makes it her own, just like Meryl Streep does. Whether you love the movie she was in, whether you hated the movie she was in, you know the role that she played and she made it her own. And that's how I feel about Viola Davis. So it's, to me, that's what, I, that's what I got from that statement. She was saying, why does it just have to be Meryl and then everybody else? Why can't it be, why can't you allow others to get to that place that Meryl is too. 
who because are just as deserving. On more than one person, it's just like when you look it, at actors. When you when you think when you think about actors, it's the exact same thing. Like you 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 have you have certain actors that completely dominate in um in acting where they're getting all these roles and that's everyone is talking about them but they don't talk about the other great actors and same thing with actresses of course but like so i'm like we just can't focus on too many people at once and there there needs to be a standard that is set that that's just how hollywood works and i feel that the standard that they have set like because I like I understand what Sharon Stone and I, I agree that there are other actresses because she mentioned Kate Winslet, which I also think is a goat. Like Kate Winslet is like a phenomenal, phenomenal actress. Um, Octavia Spencer, um, I think is absolutely phenomenal as well. But uh, there has to be a standard set. Set. Like what? What? What are you trying to achieve? And somebody's going to be at the top that you got to look that you got to look to on achievement. And it just happens to be Meryl Streep, and you know, go from there. Yeah, I I, I think well again as, as we as we all know, um, Hollywood needs to be reworked. And I I understood what she was saying about creating this false sense of animosity or this contrived animosity and competition amongst actresses, and um, you know people being resentful of some just because of the name like there are some people who won't even watch a Meryl Streep movie because it's Meryl Streep and they think oh she's overrated so I think that can add to and she didn't say that that's me saying this that I think it can add to people believing someone's overrated just because of the name so it's not fair on the male side and it's not fair on the female side especially um and especially as you have more people of color or actors of color um not getting chances we know why they don't get chances so i think it all kind of goes hand in hand not saying it's meryl streep's fault because it's not you know um and you are right about mayor um about kate winslet so i'm going to just go ahead and recommend that everyone check out mayor of east town it was phenomenal and kate winslet was phenomenal in it all right um so next heading up to the free britney movement i know you love britney spears i know you do i love britney but Go ahead and tell the story. You're not down with Go ahead and tell the story. You're not down with Go ahead and tell the story. Well, Britney Spears, we talked about once before, but Britney Spears spoke out for the first time about her conservatorship. And she basically talked about how, I don't even know if restrictive is the right word. I don't even know if oppressive is the right word. And we all, I think, understand why she was initially put under the conservatorship um, due to her mental breakdown back, what was it? It's been 13 years, so 2008. Um, and it initially, we can all agree, it initially saved her life. But I've often wondered over the years, has she not gotten any better? Why is she still under this conservatorship? And basically, um, they have total control over her life. They say who she can marry, and by they, I mean basically her dad can say who she who she can marry. She has an IUD that they won't. She needs their permission to remove it. She wants to have another baby. They won't let her have another baby. She wants to go. She wants to get married to her boyfriend. They won't let her do that. Um, she's worth over sixty million dollars, and they give her two thousand dollars a week in allowance. If she wants to remodel her house, she has to get their permission. They determine what color her cabinets can be in her house. Like 
every little thing she has to get their permission for. So I guess it was 2019 before Rona um, hit and when she said she wasn't she wasn't going to tour anymore. She wasn't going to make any more music um, until her until she was out of her conservatorship. And that is why um, she said that on one tour, she was so tired, so exhausted, she wanted to quit and they doped her up. Um, they put her on lithium to keep her going. And so um, they'll change her medicine um, and they just keep fucking with her. And I was like, damn. Um, so I was like, wow. So I'm, I'm all aboard the Free Britney movement now. I think that she, uh, I think they need to end it. I agree. <laughs> it, that was simple. I agree. Yeah, I mean, Why I do don't you- have any, like, you summed it up. And I honestly don't have another opinion about it. Like, I, I, you know, she's been under it for 13 years. Um, she's a grown ass woman. She's been raising her kids during this time. And I think she may not be fully 100% mentally strong, but she's strong enough that I think she can have control of her life again. So I agree. Yeah. And she was saying, and so people asked one of the questions. Um, it was after this, she, she made a, a further statement. People were asking, well, why, 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 do, why have you always been saying that things are fine? She was like, part of it was she was embarrassed and she was scared. Um, but, you know, she's just saying she's not fine. And you can tell, I mean, she, it, I saw some pictures of her lately. I'm like, she's not aging well. And it might be due to the stress and all of that, um, just because of the tremendous stress that she's under with this conservatorship. So I hope, you know, power to the people, free Britney, hashtag free Britney. That, that's my story that I'm sticking to it. Um, and speaking of mental health, Naomi Osaka, which was probably a bad leap, but Naomi Osaka, she has decided to not play in this year's Wimbledon, um, basically not wanting to have the same recurrence of what happened at um, at the French Open. But she has decided that she's going to play in the Olympics, um, which, yes, are still being held in Japan in about a month. Um, and yes, that is the same Japan that is only about uh, six to seven percent vaccinated. Um, and, you know, this is at a time when uh, Rona and her mutated cousin Delta are still running wild and choosing violence. And um, the Delta variant is becoming the dominant strain. I'm one of the ones who thinks that the Olympics should probably be canceled. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Um, <laughs> I'm of the opinion that people work 24-7 for four years to make it on the Olympic team, to go to the Olympics and win a gold medal. Um, I fully understand um, that we are still in a pandemic and Japan is not vaccinated. Um, so then my opinion would be get yourself vaccinated and isolate yourself when you're in Japan um, and don't hang around unnecessary people and stay masked when you need to talk to people. But I am not against the Olympics still going on. So, like, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> like, I mean, the reason why I would be against the Olympics is because the guy that's in charge of the Olympics is a fucking asshole. But um, for, like, the Olympics, I, they put their fucking out. Like, I'm just like, you know, do you. Yeah. But she's playing for Japan, too. So, 
Yeah. Um, I agree. I and I, I agree with what you said, and I think I'm against it. Not for the reasons you're for it. I that would be the reason why I say it should have gone on. And when I heard last year when they make the decision to postpone it to this year, I was all for it. And, you know, because people do work hard and this is some people's shot at glory. Um, And the only shot that they get, especially for a lot of the female athletes and um, for a lot of the athletes in the lesser known sports like curling. And I think this year was supposed to be the first year that breakdancing was going to be an Olympic sport, which I was really looking forward to. Um, Yes, that is a, that is a true story. Um, But I am against it for the reason that Japan and the Olympic Committee doesn't seem to have their shit together. And it just seems like it's going to be a clusterfuck. And, you know, and there's a whole a clusterfuck. And Brazil was as well. Like, I, I just, I'm of the mindset that the Olympics, the last couple of Olympics have been complete clusterfucks on that it has gotten too big for a country to really fully organize it and control it. Yes, Japan is a little bit more of a shit show than um, we have normally heard about. Uh, But the last couple of Olympics have been a shit show on them trying to organize it because it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And you start to think like, how much money are y'all losing after this? Like you're making a lot of money, but how much money are you also losing after the Olympics is over? so I, I, I see that, but I'm just like, shit, you work your ass off to make it to the Olympics and you had to postpone. So that means you had to work your ass off during a pandemic, hoping that the Olympics would be this year. I'm just like, go for it. Just mask up, get yourself vaccinated before you go, mask up and do not socialize unnecessarily. And, you know, don't talk to Japanese people. I'm sorry, but like, because they're not vaccinated. So, like, my mindset is, it's like, stay within a very, very tight circle of who you go there with and mask up and stick around vaccinated people or as many vaccinated people as you can, just so you aren't in danger of catching one of the variants that is out there in the world. But um, I'm not against the Olympics going on. Like, go for it. Well, see, I'm not talking about the 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 regular shit that happens, like, you know, Ryan Lochte and his friends going on a doing something stupid than playing a race card to try to get out of it. I'm not talking about the athletes doing stupid shit. Um, I'm talking oh, about countries. Just, I'm just talking about the organization of it, and especially yeah. during the pandemic. Greece and Brazil weren't held during worldwide pandemics um, in a country that wasn't vaccinated. Let's just say they're not because, you know, there's not even enough percent people to register that. Um and then you're going to let these venues hold 10,000 people who you know mostly are not vaccinated, but you're not allowing the families of the athletes to come. Um, and they did try to put in these strict rules and curfews and stuff in place. And, you know, normally in Olympic Village, which is where they house that house athletes and stuff, they hand out condoms. <laughs> yes, true story. This year, they're not handing out condoms, though. So I'm like, you know. That's still going to happen. <laughs> But hey, it's it's not on their watch, okay? They're not giving you permission this year to have sex because they're not giving you condoms to protect. Better to be safe than sorry. Shit, they need to be vaccinated. Condoms, you know. So, um, yeah, we'll just see. And you know, there's a whole big thing about whether NBC should continue to carry the Olympics. And again, it goes back to the money, um, the money versus the morality, which I think was a bit of being hyperbolic in the in the title and, and phrasing that way. 
uh, money versus morality. But I, for the fact that it just, and maybe, you know, it'll turn out to be like some of the other things that, uh, that they find a way to pull it off with as little damage as possible where it, you know, where people won't get sick, um, but we'll see. And hopefully it won't be as um, cluster fucked up as, ha, ah, I like that, cluster fucked up as I think it will be. Um, but, you know, for the athletes that are going, I hope that they have a great experience. And having said all that, yes, I will be watching, um, especially track and field. That's probably like my favorite Olympic sport um, to watch. I love tracking. I love watching track and field and stuff. What about you? Do you have a favorite Olympic sport? No. Oh. And then I was looking forward to the break. <laughs> I was looking forward to the break dancing. Maybe Nick Cannon's will be basketball, you know, since he's working on having a basketball team. Shout out to Nick Cannon having his seventh kid, fourth in one year. Um, I don't know if we should shout that out or what, but, you know, congratulations. Congratulations to your super sperm. Someone should have handed him a few condoms before he went in, but, you know. He don't like condoms. Um, it takes obviously. away from the natural feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, ain't got no pullout game. That shit is weak. <laughs> like on Bridgerton. Yes, his pullout. A lesson from the Duke. He does because his pullout. Hey, maybe his kids will go play for Duke. His pullout. Oh, game oh shit! Weak. And we and we know that fool making uh, twins. Like Mariah has some twins, and then one of the one of the two of the kids born this year were twins. So nah, uh, uh-uh. uh. No, you you like go for double or nothing. <laughs> like, nah, bro, we good. But yeah, congratulations. He got um, some money, the, so go for it. Shit, money ain't everything. And uh, and and by the way, these are different women. Um, so four kids from three different women in less than a year. That says something else, um, health wise. So yeah, money ain't everything. Um, and in the week's biggest story, I guess we saved the best for last. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Carl Nassib is the first active player in the NFL to come out as gay. He is a defensive lineman for the Las Vegas Raiders. It's still hard for me to say Las Vegas Raiders. I barely got used to seeing Oakland, even though I wasn't even born when they played in L.A. But still, I kind of just knew them as the L.A. Raiders, then the Oakland Raiders, and now Las Vegas Raiders. Um and he received um, a great reception. Um, I will have to say the NFL handled this coming out a hell of a lot. Come back in they... six months and tell me how that feels. Yeah, they, well, so far they just from the onset though they've handled it a hell of a lot better than they handled Michael Sam's coming out, um, who never actually made it into a game. I don't even think he actually made it in, onto a team, and he was the first player to come out before he was drafted. Um, and he was a defensive lineman from the University of Missouri, and he won Defensive Player of the Year and everything, had great draft standings. And the rumor is that someone was going to out him, so he did it himself. I don't know if that's the way, if that's actually how that happened, but he did come out. And, you know, and people also add in fact the fact that Sam was black and Nassif is white, but... Uh, we'll see. His jersey did become the best seller overnight in the NFL, so it became the top selling jersey in the NFL. And um, he got a lot of support from, you know, not just around the league, but yeah. 
Okay, so question. Yes. Who hasn't gotten this, um, received this um, welcome when they have come out? Um, like, come back to me in six months and see how people really, really respond to him playing in the NFL, um, on the field. What are people's reactions then? Of course, he's going to have a positive um, welcome right now. Of course, it's going to be a great thing and is going to be celebrated right now. But my cynical side is saying, will he now survive? Playing in the NFL now that he is completely out of the so-called closet quotations. Um, I think we'll see. We're, I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting for. The, we shall see. I'm, I'm waiting for the first gay slur or homophobic slur to be thrown at him during during competition. But and on the flip side, let's just say he's the first player to come out. He's not the first gay player ever to play in the NFL. A lot of players have just come out. If they decided to come out, they've come out publicly after their career was over. Um, so I'm thinking that his teammates, um, because, you know, he, he, he's known he was gay since he was 13 years old. So I think this is just the first time he's coming out publicly. Um, his teammates and his boys and his friends probably knew. Um, I'm sure he talked to just 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 by the way this was all handled. I'm sure he talked to his teammates. I'm sure he talked to his team, the coaches. Um, and I'm sure the NFL was alerted that this was coming. Um, I'm not saying it was all orchestrated or planned that he would be the one. I'm just sure um, just based on watching his video, this is something he's been thinking about for a while. And like I said, players on a team know. They know who's gay. They know who's not gay. Um, and you have people who are down with it and you have people who are not down with it, just like in real life, in everyday life. So, um, like I said, I, I'm sure they knew that, like, it, I'm sure that part wasn't a shock to his teammates um, and especially those who know him really well. Um, but, yeah, I'll be interested to see how the fans react uh, once the Raiders go beat up, especially, oh, God. Um, I'm going to have to look and see if they go to the most disrespectful sports town on the face of earth, Philadelphia. That would be a challenge. Those motherfuckers boo super, I mean, boo Santa Claus. So uh, the Philadelphia fans are just blatantly disrespectful. They have no fucks to give about who you are. Everything is on, nothing is off limits to them. So it would be interesting to see how um, it's perceived once we get into games and what the fan, what the opposing fans have to say, and all of that. So yeah, um, we'll see if it still is a kumbaya moment once we we get into the heat of competition. But I do think it's a big deal, um, and I wish him well um, in in his continued career. And I, I agree. I hope we get to a point where announcements like this. Um, really are become unnecessary, you know. Not in my lifetime, but yeah. <laughs> we we might. I think no, come, no, no. Like we I won't. said, we've come a long way. This this reception, and again, I don't want to get into 
we could have a whole conversation about whether it's the race thing or not, but his reception is better than Michael Sam's reception ever was, especially from the league and the organizations themselves. Um, so we, we, we will see, but I, I'm thinking maybe, um, you know, he's the first, and if you can make it in the quote unquote manliest or most masculine um, of the sports football, then maybe, you know, we'll get to the point where the first NFL player, uh, NBA player comes out um, active. Um, Jason Collins came out, but I think he was towards the end of his career or he'd actually retired when he came out. So, um, you know, maybe this will be the lightning rod to lead to other sports, um, you know, and women are out already in the sports that they play. So, uh, but yeah, we will see. And that was your cynical view, not in my lifetime. You, do you plan on going anywhere anytime soon? What do you mean? You said not in my lifetime, like you headed towards the end of the road. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like that old grandma. About, well, about, baby, not in my uh, lifetime, but maybe in yours. It's no time for you. Y'all, like, I just have, you know, like, I have, I just have a very cynical view because publicly, like you're going to see the positive reactions um but when you talk to everyday people oh that's a whole different ballpark when you talk to everyday people when i talk to the people that i that i'm surrounded by who watch sports and you know who love football and football is life um you have a very, very different conversation than the positive things that are being put out there in the media. So that's why I'm saying like, I, because I feel that the more open society is shown to be, the more closed-minded people are becoming. And well, it, it's, a, it's a lot more pushback now that it's becoming more of a commonplace. Um, so that's why I said, like, not in my lifetime. I don't, I, I just, I don't see it. I don't see, I don't see it in my generation. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't see it in my generation. In the next generation that's coming up, yes, I definitely, definitely see um, it becoming a more common, like, like, it's no big deal kind of thing. But my generation is the last generation where they're going to fight you through and through until the end. Well, um, I, I went to the place, uh, I went to Twitter after he made his announcement and um, I didn't look at the celebrities. I didn't look at the blue check reactions, you know. I looked at the everyday people um, reactions and I would have to say it surprised me. Um, I was expecting to find a lot more trolls and a lot more negativity than I found. Um, but just from that, um, just taking the temperature, the Twitter temperature, um, from the everyday Joe, and like I said, not the blue checks. Um, the reaction was mostly positive. Um, and that shocked me because, again, football, NFL, current player. And I love football through and through, but, you know, I, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, so, like I said, the true test will be when he goes to – when the team goes on the road in the heat of competition, um, especially when you get to dealing with fans – and the disrespectful plant fan, um, opposing teams fans, especially in places like Philadelphia and Cleveland and 
Um, just going back to Philadelphia, never forget they booed Santa Claus. And that's every sport. They are fucking disrespectful. So um, not that I don't love the city of brotherly love, but come Let on. Let me tell you a quick real. story about how I fully agree with you on how fucking ridiculous Philadelphia is. I don't watch sports, y'all. But I do have a team that I have always supported, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. Go Cowboys. And so um, I was in Delaware, which is like, you know, hop, skip, and jump to Philadelphia. And I was in this bar, and a game just happened to be on the TV. And, um, you know, sitting there having a conversation, whatever, like that. And they started to chant. And then... I, like I think like they showed like the Cowboys or whatever and I was like yeah Cowboys and I swear to you you could hear a pin drop in that bar as like they looked at me and my friend was just like don't you ever in your life <laughs> do that and he's a Dallas Cowboy fan too and he was just like we don't do that here he was like they will actually jump you outside for like they do that like they physically fight you over you cheering for a team that they consider to be their enemy like they are the worst the worst ever (laughs) do not go watch a game in philadelphia y'all if you cheer for the other team don't do that to yourself yeah so we will see how he does and good luck to carl nassib um in the NFL season. And also, um, I'm going back to uh, Free Britney. And um, yeah, is there anything? Am I missing anything? I feel like. Uh, is there something? On a very, very happy note, um, I want to say, what is it, like our fifth episode or something like that? We did Itawan class. Uh huh. So the main actor of Itawan class, Park Sojun, for anyone that does not know who he is, um, he is possibly joining the Marvel Universe. Um, definitely, definitely he's going to be bringing up his star power um, if the talks are finalized. He's currently in talks to join the Marvel Universe, but um, hopefully, fingers crossed, he does actually join and he signs the contract because once you're in, you're in for life. Oh, yeah. Uh, and ain't I'm no money like about that. <laughs> Ain't no money like that Marvel money, baby. It ain't no money like that Marvel money, baby. Um, and he would be joining the Marvel. So I am looking forward to that. And I hope it happens. And if so, he will come to the U.S. the second part of this year. So probably towards the end of the summer to shoot the movie in Atlanta. So he'll be here mostly. And speaking of Marvel, um, you know, there's a big thing about Bucky and Sam's bromance about how two straight men can't just be friends. And Anthony Mackie being Anthony Mackie, he totally fucked up the conversation and the response. I get what he was trying to say, but the way he said it just came out problematic as fuck, but, you know. Do you mean homophobic as fuck? That too, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get what he was saying. I, I get it too. I, I understand I, I what understand, he was trying to go, but he hit like a speed bump and the car flipped over and it was just like... <laughs> Yeah. 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 So, like Anthony, like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like it just ended up sounding very homophobic. But I understand what he was trying to say. Like at the end of the day, I don't understand this whole Bucky and Sam bullshit that is going on because we need to encourage more heterosexual male 
friendships and relationships where they are really, really close and they can hug each other without feeling like there's a romance that is brewing, which pisses me off so much when it's just automatically like you have these fans who just make these groups up and these fanfics that are just ridiculous. Um, and then you just kind of change the dynamic because then doesn't it discourage men from wanting to build those types of close friendships? Because then they feel like they have to keep some type of distance away from their boys, which yeah, you, shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have to. Like, I hate it for so many reasons when you have, um, when someone says, I love you, no homo. Well, dude, I'm not even, like, you don't have to put that on her. Or I'm not gay, but I love you. That's my boy. Or I'm not gay, but that's If it's I your think- boy, then... Your boy yeah. wouldn't even think that way. Like, <laughs> like you don't need that disclaimer, you know? Yeah. So it, I, I, I like it. And I don't have a problem with the term bromance. I get what they mean by that. But the, when you take the bro off and you just want to have a romance, two straight men can be friends without, be, without them um, being automatically romantically inclined or having a ro- can be close friends without being romantic towards each other. And on the flip side of that, men, let me just tell you, every time you see two women, it may be your fantasy to have two women at one time, but it's not our fantasy. Whenever we're hanging out with other girls, we don't always want to go out and bang our girls, okay? Um, Yeah, it's it's not necessarily our fantasy. Majority of the time, nobody wants to bang their girl. Like, oh, Exactly. That's a whole other conversation we need to have. So us hanging out with our friends is not us wanting to be secret undercover lesbians, you know? I'm just saying, it is a different conversation for a different day, and I think we'll get back to it. Um, But that officially does it for this episode of The Rewind. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment and pop culture news, as well as other amazing journals. See what I did there? You like that, huh? Of course. Of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, pop, pop. Maybe for our anniversary, Tammy will get me an actual sound effect. That's all I want is a little sound effect. Okay. Thank you, as always. And until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.